Hello and welcome to the Go Ahead Dublin Championship Final podcast. It's Chemical Croaks versus Nafina, part two. Croaks got the better of Nafina in the Senior One football final last weekend. Nafina will be looking for revenge, while Croaks will be looking to do the double again as the sides meet in the Go Ahead Dublin Senior One hurling final this Sunday afternoon at Parnell Park. Okay, I'm delighted to be joined by Joe Fortune. Joe, thanks a million for joining us. Look ahead to uh, Sunday's game. No hassle, Derek. No problem at all. And now you, you've been on Dubs TV and RTE over the past few weeks, um, so seen plenty of the uh, championship this year. It's obviously been year one of the new championship structure, the 10-team uh, championship. How have you enjoyed the championship this year? I think it's been a really good championship. I, I suppose, look, it, it, the first year was always going to have that kind of element of, you know, was it going to work or you know, how teams were going to react to it, uh, especially coming towards the end of or the latter part of the league as well. Um, like I, Obviously, Lucan had a really good league campaign at beating Bowden in the final. And then, you know, those two teams would have progressed in the championship with, with aspirations of going on and driving on to a semi-final or final. But overall, the games I've been in at, you know, um, at times, you know, at times there was really high quality, and at times as well, I suppose teams were kind of feeling each other out in regards to where they were going to go. And the big thing was getting out of your group into a quarter final. I suppose, I suppose the same as everywhere else, Derek. People are, are talking then about whether it means more going straight to a semi final or the fact that you have a quarter final game to play. But I think overall, how the county board have dealt with it, how they've looked at the teams that are really at, at senior significance at that level, um, it, it, I think it just pertains to the fact that look, these are the teams that are at that level and now you've got obviously a couple of teams coming up um, and unfortunately, unfortunately a couple of teams dropping down. But it gives the likes of Whitehall and Fogs real you know, real aspirations and hope for next year to, to be hurling at senior one level. Yeah, and I guess we'll go in more in-depth into both Chemical Croaks and Nafina a little bit later. But, um, you know, maybe a lot of people uh, earlier in the year would have seen Nafina's form and it, it had been patchy for large parts of the early part of the, of the league and, and into the championship um, and Chemical Croaks, as it's a much changed team from last year in a lot of ways, um, the team that won the county championship last year. But overall, do you feel that Croaks and Nafina are the best two teams in the championship heading into this final? Are they the two deserving teams in the final? I guess. Yeah, I, look, I'm a massive believer in like you know, if you're in the final, you deserve to get there. I think the work that's gone in, I think it's an intriguing final ahead, and the fact that like you've got two teams who obviously were there last year, two teams who are were in football final as well like it's testament to the work that's going on in, in these clubs and I, I suppose I've said it a number of times over the last couple of weeks um at different media outlets that you know people talk about super clubs and but there, there's incredible people involved in these clubs as well Derek to 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 get to that level both from a hurling and football perspective is, is huge in, in Dublin GEA but um I do think I think both teams to just answer your question I think both teams have been you know have have progressed like they probably needed to and wanted to from a management point of view. Um, and I think both teams, you know, to have to beat Bowden and, and Kula in a semi-final, you know, I think you deserve to be there. And look, I'm looking forward to what, what to me is an intriguing final based on the fact that Nafina were whatever, eight, nine points up last year before Hazer came back and, you know, rescued it for, for Crokes at the end. So I think there's an awful lot on, at stake for both clubs at the weekend um, from a youth perspective, but also from a hurling perspective too going forward, I'm sure. There's a lot of people on the north side would love to see a, a county title coming back over this side of the river. Um, but I, I still think 
based on what both managements have done, like you have to give its testament and credit to both clubs, both from an underage perspective, what Nafina have done at underage level, you know, the, the amount of minor and under 21 titles that they've won in Dublin over the last number of years. Crokes have won three in a row, I think 18, 19, 20. You know, those young players that are coming through, it's testament to management as well, that they really are back in the youth and the club. Um, and really looking forward to what, what I think will be a, a massively interesting final on Sunday. Yeah, and outside, not to put you on the spot, but outside of Nafina and Croaks, who has impressed you this year maybe as a team? And a lot of, a lot of um, people may, may have been pleasantly surprised by, say, Vincent's, for example, for large parts of this championship and, and how, they, how they played. Uh, and maybe Lucan, you know, they won the league this year and, and they, they maybe never really took off in the championship. Overall, who, do you, who are you impressed by in the championship outside of Nafina and Croaks? And maybe who will maybe feel more disappointed that they're not in the county final this year? I think all teams, like uh, all of those teams that are in, say, eight of the top 10 there would have aspirations of getting to a quarterfinal, semifinal. I'd say Bridget's are disappointed with how their year went. You know, they've got some really good people involved there um, and just were on the wrong side of a couple of really, really narrow defeats. I thought Lucan looked very, very impressive in the league. Um, you know, I saw them in the, in the league final against Borden and, you know, I thought they could push on this year. And, and But again, like between league and championship, as you know, Derek, there's a massive difference and a massive gulf. A lot of clubs had people away. Look, I was impressed. I'm not going to lie. I was impressed with Bowden this year as well. I thought we were going really, really well. But like Crokes the last day, you know, really put them to the sword when they, when they had to. Um, you know, Cooler are always going to be there, thereabouts. I did question at times, I suppose, in the second half, how they were allowing that, 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 that puck out go so short to John, which kind of gave that platform going forward to them. But look, I, I think the teams that are there, I think Luke and have are still probably maybe one or two away from from getting back to the top, but you know they're they really showed I suppose significant progress this year in the league, just didn't really carry it into championship. But again, great people involved in that club, both on and off the pitch. Um, and you'd have to give like look, it's it's the same teams that are coming up. Unfortunately, you know you you, you look at the teams that have gone down, and and they're two very proud clubs of Dublin hurling as well, and they'll fight their way back. And I'm sure the people that are involved in in both those clubs will, will, will seriously put the shoulders to wheel over the next while to get them back to senior one again. But overall, it's been a very entertaining championship. Um, but I do, I'd agree that the best two teams for me so far um, in the last couple of games are in the final. Okay, before we go any further, let's hear from both camps ahead of Sunday's game. We've been chatting to Chemical Croaks defender Brian Sheehy and first of all, Nafina captain Donald Burke. Joined by Donald Burke, the Nafina captain here at Parnell Park ahead of this weekend's go-ahead Dublin Senior 1 hurling final. It's Nafina versus Chemical Croak Sunday half past two here at Parnell Park. Uh, Donald, thanks many for joining us. First of all, uh, a couple of weeks ago we were here for the semi-final uh, Nafina versus Kula. There was a goal, John O'Tracy scored into the goal right behind you here. Well, he says he scored it. Uh, I was talking to him afterwards, he claimed full responsibility. I was speaking to you afterwards, you claimed full responsibility for the goal as well. So put this to rest, whose goal was it? Um, uh, as long as the ball went in, that's the main thing. But uh, I'm very sure I got a touch. <laughs> so you're claiming it, are you? We're going to need to give John the right to reply to that uh, uh, after the final, maybe. Uh, in terms of that performance, first of all, the Kula game, uh, maybe this year in terms you've been kind of maybe struggling for form for for a lot of this campaign due to injuries and whatnot. You've been able to uh, uh, get through the group stages, through the quarterfinal into the semi-final here, and had a really strong performance against Kula in the semi-final. Must give you plenty of confidence heading into the final. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We kind of been taking it game by game, uh, to be honest. So 
we kind of struggled in the league to get, gain a bit of momentum. So since then we've kind of been been kind of ha been playing must-win matches. So I think that's kind of coming to fruition now a bit. We've just we've had tough matches for the last maybe two months or so. So we're just delighted to be back in this position. Yeah, and I guess that's what it is in terms of. I won't say you're peaking at the right time, but you're certainly getting better as the season has gone on in terms of getting through the group stages. I think the most important thing was get, getting out of the group, which you managed to do, and you keep uh, improving uh, game on game, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're just taking it game by game. Um, we've had, we, we, we definitely went out to win those games in the group, and I, I think we definitely, I felt we had, we had uh, a strong enough, strong enough teams to win those games, but Cool and, and Bowden were, were well-deserving of those victories. So... Um, it was all about just getting out of the group. We had a tough game against Plunkett's, got over the line, and then we had a tough game against Vincent's, got over the line. So uh, they're, they're, just, they're just great games to have and come out on the other side of. Yeah. From your point of view, from an Athena point of view, you're a pretty young team, and over the last three years, you reached the semi-final in 2020, the final last year, the final this year. You're probably the form team over the past three seasons, deservedly into another county final as well. So you're, you're going pretty well over the past three years, and I guess it bodes well for the future of Nafina Hurling. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he was still calling us young, so I'll take that. I'll take that compliment. <laughs> on. But um, yeah, we're just. Uh, I suppose we had a good few years on the race. Uh, that's kind of come to fruition now, and um, we had a good spell. And we're just hoping to keep it going. I suppose we we don't really. I'd say at the a couple of years ago we would have been struggling against against the older teams and uh, like the the I wouldn't say the older teams, but like the the stalwarts of the Bowden Schoolers and the. We're just uh, delighted to be competing. That's what we we try to do every year. Um, so yeah, we're 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 still here. We're happy. Uh, what do you make of Chemical Croaks and what sort of challenge can you expect from this weekend? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a big test. Definitely. Uh, sure, they're they're champions like so, and they're definitely I would say they're the informed team at the moment. They had an impressive win in the semi final against Bowden, and uh, look, it's it's a big test for us, but uh, we're looking forward to. It. And finally, we're here in a very quiet Parnell Park this afternoon. We're hoping it'll be a little bit busier on Sunday afternoon. Uh, how important will it be to get a big Nafina support here on Sunday to help, hopefully from your point of view, drive you over the line? Uh, ah, yeah, it'll be massive. And uh, no, I've, I've no doubt that the supporters will come out. Um, the bunting has been up around all, all week, so uh, I've no doubt they'll be, they'll be out in force and we're looking forward to hopefully be a nice, good atmosphere. OK, joined by Brian Sheehy, Chemical Croaks defender here at Parnell Park ahead of this weekend's go-ahead Dublin Senior 1 hurling final. Chemical Croaks versus Nafina Sunday afternoon at half past two in the Senior 1 final. Uh, Brian, first of all, looking back at the semi-final win over Ballyboden St. Enders a couple of weeks back. Uh, a good win for yourselves against a very strong Ballyboden St. Enders team. I guess sets you up nicely for the final to come this weekend. Absolutely, yeah. We knew Bowden were always going to bring a massive physical battle and they had so much experience there. I think we just matched them well and it was a great win in the end so we're really looking forward to the final now. Yeah, this season has gone pretty well for yourselves so far. You're unbeaten in the competition. The only team obviously still left unbeaten in the championship this year. You've been pre playing pretty well uh, throughout this championship campaign. Yeah, we're happy enough with how, it start, how it's kind of coming up now. It just, we didn't start well. We had a couple of scraped by Luke and scraped by Bridget's. I think the last couple of weeks we've kind of got our momentum going again and we haven't lost in Dublin championship since 2020 so it's definitely take confidence from that going into next Sunday.
Yeah, and obviously uh, you're going for two in a row this year. But I guess this year, in a lot of ways, you're going for back-to-back titles. But it's a very different team this year compared to last year. One well, very different, maybe uh, over over saying that. But in terms of you've got a lot of new players, younger players in the panel this year compared to last year. So it is kind of a different uh, team compared to last year. You're not, it's the same club, but obviously not maybe the same team going back-to-back. Yeah, I saw some mad stat there. The seven of our starting finalists last year are gone now. We lost a couple of lads, immigration, few retirements. Um, so it's really good to get the new blood in this year. Like great to see some lads from the second team, like Keen Ryan and Michael Roach coming up, making really stepping up and like clearly starting you now. Name first name the T-shirts, those lads these days. And then we've a couple of minor lads coming through, young Brian Hayes, other lads. So the young blood that keeps coming through, and it's credit to the management being able to integrate all of them and keep us going this year. Yeah, and I guess I mean going for back-to-back titles can be difficult at times, but that fresh blood, I'm sure, helps in terms of pushing everybody on the team to to keep going and to keep pushing on to tr- try and win games. Absolutely, like you don't want the thing to become stale at any stage. It's this new blood, you know, get new new personalities, new faces into the team, keeps everyone going, keeps a bit of freshness in the team, and um, yeah, no, just really looking forward to next again now. Yeah, and in in on that as well, uh, it is a young, a pretty young team as well, so. This is a team. Obviously, your 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 full focus is on uh, is on the Fina this weekend. But this is a team that can could be around for a few years to come as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's credit to the management. They've they've trusted the youth. You know, as other clubs might stick with their experience to old guard, but now to be fair to Dini and Teddy, they've entrusted in the lads who played. You know, underage at Dublin, and I think that's really come to fruition now. And I think the Fina are the same. They've very young team as well, so sets up for an epic battle, I'm sure. Yeah, and finally, that Nafina game is it's this weekend. It's Nafina versus Chemical Croaks, two teams who know each other very, very well. Last year's final, and, and they've played each other so many times over the past few years as well in Championship and in League. What can you expect from Nafina this weekend? I expect a huge, huge game. Like they'll, be, they'll be gunning for us after what happened last year. Uh, we'll be trying to show that it wasn't a fluke last year, that you know we did deserve it, and we'll be going to try and win it again this year. Um, very tactical battle, I'm sure. With both both management team very capable tactically, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, and finally, just a word on support as well. Uh, Parnell Park is empty at the moment, but you're hoping up. We're all hoping for a, a full Parnell Park this weekend uh, for the game. Uh, how big a support and how big will that help you if you have a big uh, Chemical Croak support here on uh, Sunday? Massive, massive, especially like the last ten minutes last year coming down the home stretch to make that comeback. We wouldn't have done it without the fans and the stand. I think the last couple of years the club has put a bit, big emphasis on. You know, integrating the younger members with the adult teams and it's showing there with the support we're getting now. it's just fantastic OK, Donald Burke and Brian Sheehy chatting to me ahead of Sunday's game um, Croaks, uh, Joe, I guess almost a new team as Brian mentioned there seven of the team uh, that played in last year's final weren't involved in the semi-final haven't been involved this year Um a big turnover of players, I guess, but they seem to have done that uh, seamlessly, that, that that turnover of players pretty seamlessly this year. I think the key word there is seamless. I think a lot of it comes down as well to, to effective and good management as well, Derek. Like, you know, we played Crokes in, in 18 in a, in a drawn county final um, and the turnover from then, I think there was only two players um, two weeks ago who didn't play the semi-final for Bowdoin. Um, but turnover for, for, for Kilmacud has been astronomical um, and testament to the work that's, that's been done there at schools level with Closhane and to people like I, what I love the last day I actually met on the way out I met Kieran and uh, Donald McGovern on the way out and the humility and humbleness of, of both of them you know as in they put it down to the work that's done at underage level in the club 
put it down to the, to the work that's been done by Dolan and that in the schools and stuff. But you look at some of these players that they have coming through now, and I suppose they're used to winning at underage level, and they have that kind of swagger about them. Um, I, I've been lucky enough to have, I suppose, players from both camps in, in a Dublin capacity um, over the years. And, you know, the likes of Quaylon and Oshin, uh, Keane McGowan are really driving on these young lads that are coming through. And, you know, I've mentioned a couple of times the likes of, you know, David Crow, Dara Purcell, young Mark Rogan, I thought was exemplary the last day at six um, in that area. Um, kind of covered in for that for, for losing out on young Murphy from Cork. But I just think overall it's testament, I suppose, to both clubs. But from a Crow perspective, you have to look at the fact that these young lads coming through now have that real bite in them. You know, there were questions you mentioned about Vincent's having a good, you know, a good campaign in the, in the championship, and they did, and they put Hedge in at fourteen, where I think he's best, and he caused massive problems for that for that Croke's full back line in, in the quarter final. But geez, they, they answered questions in the semi final again. You know, young Butler that's in full back, and he's he's probably a mainstay. He was there in eighteen when 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 I came up against him in the county final and. But the two young lads in around them have just been exemplary over the last while. You know, and I think when you look at, I suppose, the development of a club, and I, I listened to Niall Corcoran last week when you had him on in regards to the football side of things, and I suppose there's a lot of talk about what has to happen and needs to happen at club level. But I think both the teams that are in the final at the moment have put massive structures in place to allow young players come through, not only for their clubs, but I suppose going forward for Dublin as well. And look, what a platform on, on Sunday, national television, for if you think that, you know, you think of the likes of the Currys, young Murphy for Nafina, uh, Mark Rogan, Purcell, young Crow, young Kossig, all these young guys that now are you know, that are on a on a platform on Sunday to allow themselves not only you know win significant silverware for their clubs, but also put their names forward for for you know new management in charge of the Dublin Senior Hurling team as well. Um, from a Nafina point of view, um, they struggled for large parts of the year. I think three wins in the league this year into the group stages. Uh, in the last uh, group game, they beat Plunkett's by two points. If they lost that game, they would have been into, into a relegation playoff. They beat Plunkett's by two points at O'Toole Park uh, to get out of the group. Then seemed to turn on the, the tap, turn on the form that they, that they uh, have shown over the past few weeks, beating an informed St. Vincent's team in the quarterfinal and an informed Kula team in the semifinal. Both teams have, had been playing very well in the championship this year. Uh, you don't want to say it, but are they, are they really peaking at the right time, peaking in the the knockout stages, hoping that they would get there and then peaking uh, for the latter stages of the championship? Yeah, I'd say, look, I'd imagine, what people forget as well is that Nafina have had a, a horrible year injury-wise. You know, they've, they've lost some significant players through injury, um, you know, over the last number of weeks. They had players travelling, and I suppose Crokes had as well. Crokes and Jim Grogan was away for a while too and only came back into it the last day. But from a Nafina perspective, like they lost Paul O'Dea, who's probably iconic to that half-back line, Shane Barrett. You know, I, I had him as captain in, in 16 to win a Leinster title. And, you know, Shane is a huge part of that Athena team and, and went off and has, a, you know, had a significant uh, knee injury, I think, at the time. But they've lost, like, the young Curry's weren't around. You know, it's, I'd say there was a time of the year as well where the likes of, you know, Neil and, and Burchie and Owen Roach and that, like, you know, they really had to look deep inside themselves as, as management and as a panel as well to try and get themselves, like Plunkett's had a good year this year, obviously, maintained their, their senior status and and the FINA were pushed to really to the to the pin of their collar, I suppose, at O'Toole Park and, and to get out by two or three points. But look, it's all about progression and it's all about making sure that you know you win those games of significance. And all the FINA had to do was get out of the group and get to knockout stages. And I listened to Donald, I think, over the last couple of days, and he was chatting about how you know it's about when you get to that knockout stage, the games that you have to win that that Nafina have done it. And 
it's testament to the players they have. You know, even when something's going wrong on a pitch, like Berkey missed a couple of frees the last day and Curry stepped up. So, like, they're well used to backing each other up. I think they're a very close group as well from what, what you'd see. I think both teams, and I think you have to have that to get to that next level. There has to be massive trust and, and, and a, that level of, I suppose, commitment in among the group itself. And I think both teams have that. I think Tinefina and Croaks guys seem to really... You know, there seems to be a really close bond there between both groups, um, which I think is massively significant for both teams to be in the final. Yeah, and from an Afina point of view, Joe, was it a matter of just getting the lads back? I mean, was it literally just the fact that they had the injuries and the, and the lads were out travelling? And is that, obviously, the lads have come back travelling after the summer and they're getting some of their injury uh, injuries back as well. Was it just a matter of get, trying to get a settled team, settled 15 out there, getting the best players back and then... And then go and see what we can do. Uh, as soon as we get out of the group, go see what we can do in the knockout stages. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to remember, we spoke earlier on about the, the whole format changing, Derek. And like teams were used to playing maybe two matches in in March, you know, or maybe a match or two in March, and then the big long break before you were back out again in September. And I suppose this year has been different, where you had those games <clears throat> in a very tight. So they were they were so close together, um, and you had you had tough games. It was no easy game really in, in any of the groups. Like you saw, what maybe what some people would perceive to be the lesser teams really putting it up to, to some of the big teams um, as well. I think from the Phoenix perspective, like when you have players like, you know, Shane Barrett, Paul O'Dea, Young Burke was carrying an injury. The two Currys were away at one stage as well. You know, Donald Burke came back. I, I said it on one of the, on one of the live transmissions as well, that like he came straight out of a, a really busy inter-county career or inter-county year and went all of a sudden then straight into, and it's a lot to ask these young players as well. And, you know, I know he was carrying a small bit of a niggle into, into the club campaign as well. So I think I think for the likes of for, for Birchie and, and for Neil and, and those lads involved with Nafina, it was about making sure as soon as possible they got their best 15 on the field. But I think what's key to Sunday as well is the fact that both teams, Derek, have, have good benches. You know, what's in reserve, I think, is quality from, from both, like really good underage players from a Croaks perspective. Like they have young Brian Hayes, Fiona Callig. You know, young Stakelin, there's, there's loads of players there in reserve for Crokes. And again, when you talk to Nafina, like you see what Sean Ryan has done when he's come in the last couple of games as well. You know, will like will Michael Murphy start again? I'd imagine he will. He's a, he's a fine, fine player. And then you have, you know, eight, we haven't mentioned an awful lot of players even that are, that are available for both teams. So I think for both managements, just to answer the question, I think it was about getting the team fit on the field for the knockout stage, which was the quarter final or semi final. And again, we've mentioned already, uh, Joe, for both teams, um, in terms of the, the younger players come through, especially for Chemical Croak, seven players who uh, were, in, were involved last year aren't involved this year. They brought through a lot of their, their minors. Obviously, Nafina had that minor success a, few, a success a few years ago as well. Two very young teams, really, in the, in the grand scheme of things. A lot of experience in there as well. Guys have been playing for the last few years. Donald was a young man, but he's obviously got a plenty of experience at inter-county level as well. A lot of uh, experience in both teams but still quite a young, two quite young panels that they could be around, certainly that 15 or certainly 18, 19, 20 of those players could be around for the next four or five years if they wanted to be. Yeah, like, panels, really. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And I think the, the big thing as well is that, you know, I even saw an 18, you get to the county final or a Leinster title and you think like there's a long journey back, Derek, to the county final the following year. And I think credit to both teams here where, you know, I suppose at some stage people would say Nafina have to win one based on their underage success, but there's there's no county title handed out based on underage success. And I think from Nafina's perspective, 
to get back there again is, 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 is you know, it deserves, it's huge accolades to, to people involved because it's a long way from a county final, especially after the disappointment of last year. I think what's key in both camps is, 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 is very true to what you said. I think the, the experience that's there, I think from an Athena perspective, look, I had him involved as a minor in, in 07 and again, I suppose at college's level as well, like Liam Rush has, has been a massive addition to that, to the Fina team. I think when it came down to the, like the really tough, you know, really going to war the last day when there was a couple of dirty balls that needed to be won, Rushy came out with three or four balls that are really pivotal. It was called for steps, I think, for one of them, but um, was was really, really, really significant when he needed to be. Like he really stood up as a man and, you know, I suppose when he had young Burke and, and young um, Clerkin beside him as well, like he's driving those young lads on. And I think the experience that's there, AJ's been around a few years now, again, was was, was with us in, in 18 as well, or in 16. So he's been around, but again, can light up Parnell Park on a, on a good sod as well, can can really go to town if, if he needs if he needs to. So those lads are, you know, John O'Tracy and Goal, who claimed that infamous goal, I suppose, last day. Yeah. <laughs> He, they're, they're guys that are around, I suppose, that play Dublin under 21 in, in, in 16, 15 and 16. So, you know, they're coming to an age now where they have to be leaders. Um, but I think none more, none bigger than, than what Rushi has done for, for Nafina in the last couple of years. And look, there's a lot of Dublin people, I suppose, a lot of Dublin hurling people as well, would love to see, I suppose, similar to the likes of, I suppose, Keeney and, and McCaffrey and PK and fellas like that, who, McCrabb, who've been iconic for Dublin over the last maybe 10 years. You'd love to see um, Liam Rush with a county medal in his pocket, but not if you're from Crooks. Um, and from Croke's perspective as well, you know, again, going back to Oshin at 11 this year has been outstanding. I think Quillen Conway has really stepped up as a captain. Um, Keen McGowan, I think, had a bit between his teeth um, that he wasn't starting maybe in, in the quarterfinal or in a couple of the group games and came back in. I thought he was excellent the last day um, for Croke's. And again, like you, you look at the turnover of real leaders from that Croke's team, which has allowed the likes of, you know, Hazer and, and Oshin and, and those lads to become leaders on their own team because they've lost significant players over the last number of years, you know, from goalie all the way up to, you know, like really, really high profile players that would have played at a significant level with Dublin as well. Um, both, uh, as you'd expect at the county final, both teams have maybe have some injury concerns. Alex Considine for Chemical Croaks went off the last day against Ballyboden St. Enda's. And uh, Shane Barrett for um, Nafina as well, who got injured in the quarter final um, win over St. Vincent's. Um, how important would both players be if they were available this weekend? How, both, how important are both players to both teams? I'd, I'd say my first point being, like, if you can put yourself, if you can tie yourself together in any capacity at all for the weekend, you'll do it, Derek. I think, I think Shane Barrett, you know, again, captain that, that Dublin team in 16. If, if Shane Barrett can do anything to get on that field on Sunday, he will. And I, I, I've no doubt they'll do something to get him to make him. Look, if, if it's a significant knee injury that he's going to need surgery for anyway, um, I'd have no doubt that they'll try and get something out of him if they can. Considine has been a revelation in ways over the last couple of years. He's the forward, I suppose, that you could possibly argue Dublin have been missing for a long time. He's real direct. He has that head down capacity of really driving a goal. He's been exciting. He's, he's strong. He's big. Been unfortunate last year too. I know he was in the Dublin panel and you know when it seemed to when training seemed to be kind of stepped up and, and when it went to the next level to go to championship boys, he got unfortunate with injuries. But He's exciting. Um, you just hope that the three or four years that he's had out of that inter-county level um, won't go against him. But from a club perspective, look, the two lads are, are huge. And I, and I think Paul O'Dea is massive as well. I'm not going to, like, Paul O'Dea has been outstanding for Nafina for the last couple of years. Um, if, if they could tie him back together for the weekend, you know, it would be, it'd be huge, even if it's only for a nominal certain number of minutes that you need a couple of people to come in. You know, it's not in any disregard to people who are playing that are fully fit, but 
those lads like Considine and, and Barrett are massive to, to Nafina and Croke. So look, you'd you'd hope from a look, I suppose from a player perspective too, like I'd be I'd be very fond of Shane Barrett, Paulo D as well. Didn't get a chance to work with Alex, but you know, you'd, you'd love that they would get an opportunity to, to put their foot on the grass of Parnell Park on Sunday for county final too. And outside of those players, what are the key matchups for this weekend's game? Where do you see the game being being won and lost this weekend? Um, I, I think what's, what's key to me is what 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 Nafina do with Oshin O'Rourke. I think Oshin O'Rourke is is key to that half forward line for 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 Crokes. I think the fact that he he's not your typical eleven. He moves off the eleven into that midfield zone, uh, and himself and and Young Purcell have been outstanding. I think over the course of the games that I've seen. I think Nafina are going to have to tie Purcell up. Like I, I, I watched him the last day. I think I commented. He just glides over the top of the ground. Derek. He's a really exciting young player. Very athletic. You know, very clued in. You know, I, I would imagine like the, the Crokes management are just like they have a Rolls Royce of a player in him. I think he's really, really exceptional, and um, with potential to get better for the future as well and stronger and so on. So I think the midfield, kind of that half forward zone for for Crokes is, is crucial. Quill and Conway will win ball. You know, Gibbons has been a fine keeper as well. And I think himself and Jono are probably potentially, I suppose, looking at, at getting into that hot seat for, for Dublin too. Um, you know, if it's ever vacated by, by by Nolan or Sean Brennan. So like the two very exciting keepers, very, very, like very, very good on puckouts. You know, they're not like they're very direct, very they, they, they form a very good pattern play as well from their puckouts, both teams. Um I think for, for me, what stood out from the games I've seen of Crokes is that not only is that half back line and midfield good defensively, but they're providing that platform for the two boys inside. Do you know, and if if, if ball goes into Hayes and Constantine, you know, two really exciting young forwards, if the ball goes in at that kind of angle, you know, it, it's very hard to defend against. So I think for me, if I'm if I'm coming up against Crooks at the weekend, I want to I want to shut down that ball that's coming from the half back line and, and midfield. You know, I, I thought at, at times during the Vincent's game that, that some of the younger lads were under pressure. Young Sheehy came into his own and last the last last day in the semi-final. You know, Butler as well was strong, young young Ryan as well. So I think they've answered that question from a management perspective. I suppose from the Fiennes point of view, look, I suppose Berkey and, and the two Curries are key to what but young like Murphy is a fine young player as well, Derek. So like I, I think for, if I'm if I'm in the Kilmacud dressing room, I want to shut down. You obviously want to shut down Donald Burke and the influence they can have on a game. But I, I have seen over the last couple of years as well when when, when Burke is shut down, like Colin and Sean do step up as well for the Fina. So it's a really it's a really intriguing battle ahead. And you know, I'm actually happy that you'd be kind of standing on the sideline and watching this weekend because I think for both managements, I think the perspective, the, the prize is huge. Croaks, I think, won't be happy. They, you know, they won a county final last year. You know, they, they beat the Westmead champions or Harney and they went on then and were disappointing against Clock Colacola from Leash. And I suppose maybe they have that bit between their teeth that they could drive on and, and possibly put a, a Dublin club into a Leinster final um, this year. Nafina, look, they had a one last year. They were seven, eight, nine points up at one stage. And that even that last couple of decisions, I think if, you know, I think if if a stronger player had been in positions at the time, I think, you know, it, it just looked to me that there was a small bit of, it was their first county final, Little bit of naivety towards the end, and I, you know, they, they, they just, I'd say it hurt what happened last year for them. So I'd say that bit between your teeth is there as well for Nafina to try and drive on and actually bring that county final back to Moby Road as well. Yeah, and again, you were there last year, Joe. How much does uh, what happened last year play a part this year mentally? Even do Nafina, Obviously, the, you know, it's, it's part of their motivation for this year. If you need any more motivation going into a county final, that's certainly it. But do you talk too much about it? Do you try and ne- nearly 
mention it, but put it to one side. And from a Croke's point of view, if they're, you know, do they do they bring it up at all either in terms of mentioning it? You know, the game was pretty much lost for them at, at one point last year with seven or eight minutes to go, and obviously they came back to win it. So do do either team bring it up as much this uh, this week heading into county final, or is it something that's kind of in the background and you try and maybe ignore it for the most part? Yeah, look, I'd say subconsciously it's going to be there. I suppose I had that question in my head when I watched him the last day against, um, when I watched Nafina the last day against Kula and, you know, I wondered, like, they, they went so far ahead and all of a sudden that, you know, that, that proud club that are Kula and what they've done for Dublin Hurling over the last number of years came back at them and I did wonder, you know, was this kind of going to be sitting in the back of their mind? Could we actually drive on? But they did and, look, I was lucky enough this year with, with Westmead to um, to work with a guy called Shane O'Sullivan from Ballygunner, really top class, high performance um, coach and, he would always talk about Derek about staying in a moment, you know, about working in that moment. And and I think the players that are there for, for both Nafina and Crokes now, like last year is done, you know, the celebrations were done, the disappointment of the Leinster campaign was done. You know, I think it's a new year. And I think for, for both clubs, like, could you subconsciously be thinking about it coming into the last few minutes? Look, it's only natural as humans that you would, but I'm sure that the likes of, of, of Neil and that have done a lot of work with Nafina in the background as well to, to park last year, because remember before then they hadn't been in a county final before. And then that old saying of, you know, you have to be in one or you have to lose one to win one. Is that true? I, I, you know, it's a, it's a good one. I, I'd say it'll probably apply. I don't think you've time. I think that the speed of some of the games over the last while, I don't know if you've, if you've, if they're going to have time to think like that. I'd say management might. You know, I'd say if you're, if Nafim are four or five points up with a couple of minutes to go, I'd say, you know, I'd say the likes of Birchie and that and, and Neil and, and, and Roach, you've done great work with Nafim. I'd say they'll be, uh, they'll age a couple of years until the final whistle is blown. And again, just even on the whistle thing, I think it's important to, to acknowledge too that you know like the referees performances over the last and i know there's been a lot of talk in media about our you know our application of i suppose respect to, to referees but in the games that i've been in they've been they've been so well refed over the last couple of games and you know tom gleason's in charge on i know he'd won in the semi-finals on as well in dublin but like he's in charge on sunday big day for him too i think it's his second county final but like the, the standard of refereeing i think it has dramatically improved in dublin over the last couple of years and Big day for him as well, and for Paul Fogman doing the, the senior two final too. So, um, and it look, it, it's it, it all comes down like for me, Derek. When you get to a final, you know, it, it, it's not doesn't have to be the prettiest affair in the world. It all comes down to that that real want to go to that dark place to to really really want to win it. And and Crokes did that last year when you know everything was against him. I remember RT at the time were pushing me to call man of the match, and I just had this feeling in my head that that Hayes could do something special, and he did. You know, at, at right in the last kind of thirty seconds, which. Probably made me look like a bit of a gobshite for calling that in the <laughs> Anyway. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, best of luck to Thomas Gleason this weekend. Obviously, he is the uh, referee for the Senior One final from uh, Napier and Barra and uh, GPO as well for Scully Cunnell. So best of luck to him this weekend and his team. Um, now, last week, we caught up with Chemical Croaks GPO, Nal Corker. And this week, it's the uh, focus is on Nafina as we uh, chatted to their Director of Coaching and Player Development, Nal Cooper. Okay, Nal Cooper, thanks many for joining us. You're welcome. How's it going, Derek? Not too bad at all, thanks. And I know it's a busy time for the club, obviously, at the moment, County Files. First of all, hard luck at the weekend. You're obviously involved with the senior footballers at the weekend in their game against Chemical Croke, so hard luck with that. But I know it's a lot of good buzz around the club, a lot of excitement around the club over the past few weeks. Senior uh, won a Camogie final a few weeks back. Obviously, the footballers 
uh, last weekend and the hurlers this weekend. So I'm sure there's a good buzz around the club at the moment and plenty of excitement. Massive, massive. Um, this time of year, I suppose, is always brilliant as as all the competitions are sort of coming to the to the business end. And depending on the year, I suppose we're 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 sort of we can be lucky and unlucky with how many teams are still involved. So this year we've been sort of we've been in a couple of the finals now. The ladies' footballers got to the semi final too. So it's been a good year in terms of reaching the reaching the latter stages. We just need to try and win one or two now. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, no, you're the Director of Coaching and Player Development at Nafina. Tell us about your role at the club. And also, obviously, Donal Ryan is the GPO at the club as well. So tell us how you work with, with Donal, I guess, for the betterment of uh, Nafina and, uh, and coaching at, at the club. Sure. OK. Um, well, this year in April, I think it was, the club made it uh, a call to add a second coaching person to the, to the club sort of staff. So that's, that's me. I was very lucky to get the position. Um, and, and so now there's two of us, myself and the GPO. We try and work to, Donald is more predominantly with the primary school age children. So he's in the schools, he does the, the nursery, he does the, um, he does the camps um, and a lot of the juvenile teams that are sort of under 12. And my focus would be maybe on some of the teams that are above that. And then we sort of crisscross as needed, depending on what, what's happening at any particular time. So I guess one of the real um, objectives of my role is to make sure that the pathway for the kids is as strong and supportive as it possibly can be um, all the way through to minor um, and into adulthood as opposed to maybe in the past where we've directed a lot of our resources and time into the kids at primary school level predominantly. Yeah and I guess you're in a pretty good position in that regard because I mean I, I know you've worked with the nurseries over the last number of years anyway um, and you will obviously know uh, what what what's involved, I guess, in terms of uh, nurseries and juvenile and minor. You you played it yourself at the club. You're also obviously involved with the seniors um, for the last number of years as well. So you know what it takes, I guess, to get from juvenile and uh, and underage level through to senior level. And you have that kind of insight, I guess, that'll uh, that'll see that'll help, I guess, Nafina and the younger kids and the and the juveniles in the club eventually get to a senior or position later on in, in adult games where they're where I guess you're competing regularly for for honors be that senior one or be that junior or be that whatever it might be you know what it takes I guess to that to get to that level yeah well I guess one of the really key things that we're trying to focus on at the moment that have been for a couple of months now and well sorry a couple of years but really trying to put a strong a strong focus on it is to try and really build that link between the adult section of the club and the juvenile section and because like most GA clubs, I suppose there's a, a brilliant sense of, of sort of family and community and, and all in together type thing. Um, but there can be times when it's actually quite insular in terms of people, they come down twice a week or three times a week, they might train with their own team and mightn't have a, a decent sense about what's happening outside of that for a lot of the players. So what we what we really want to try and do is, is to give the adults in the club a... Uh, a much stronger flavour about what's happening across the board at juvenile level and then similar enough give the kids much more of a connection with the adults and partly to try and give them something to aspire towards and something to want to build towards in their own sort of playing life but also to just become a bit more ingrained in the fabric of the club outside of just playing camogie or hurling or football on a Tuesday and a Thursday. Yeah, what's needed I guess um, at the club uh what what are the important ingredients, I guess, at the club to to to? I, I, I don't want to kind of focus all the attention on your senior teams, but obviously, if you're successful at senior level, it shows that you're doing something right at the club. 
So uh, and at an adult level in, in general, which you have been over the past number of years. So I guess what's needed from a juvenile level to, um, to have the success, and I'm talking about at the playing numbers and, and the success that you've had at uh, adult level over the last number of years, what's needed all along uh, the way in, in, in the club and what are the important ingredients, I guess, in that regard? I was actually going to ask you the same question there. So <laughs> it's, um, I think, I think for me anyway, in my own personal opinion, will be is that I think <clears throat> we 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 like to think we do a lot right. You know, we try and do things as best we can and make mistakes along the way, obviously. But in general, I think there's a, a really great great crew of people down there that are really trying to trying to do what's best for the for the kids and try and put them in a. a, a Put them in a position to succeed and one of our things is that we want to define what success looks like so you know sometimes that's winning the senior championship sometimes that's that's maintaining a team all the way to minor in terms of what's the missing ingredient i think for nafina it's been a long time since at, at adult men's level we've been successful in um at the senior ranks so i think 2001 was the last time and um, the the lads won a senior football championship um, and the hurlers um are, are are yet to win one as well. So from the ladies, I think they've been a lot more successful. You know, they've been quite strong on the football side of it in recent years and, and have won championships in the last decade or so. But there probably is a, a sense that we need to win one, you know, um, in, in any of the codes to try and almost get that first domino falling and create a sense of belief that it's possible. Um, so maybe I think I think that that intangible thing is what we're missing at the moment to try and get over the line. You've been involved with the club now for um, for all your life, I presume. Um, what uh, I guess you've seen the club over the past maybe twenty years or so. How has the club grown over the last uh, twenty years, and how has the club maybe improved over the last twenty years to help uh, underage and help juveniles, which maybe wasn't there, or maybe it certainly wasn't as strong when, when you were growing up at the club. Hmm. Well, probably even now, I'm probably not as, as young as I like to think I am. When I grew up in the club, it was, it was uh, something very different to what it is today in terms of scale. So w when I grew up, um, we would have had one team at every age um, and sometimes none at all. And um, I remember the, the year ahead of me, we we, um, we joined up with Satanda to make sure that we had, we had a, a hurling team as well. So and times have really moved on. The, the nursery, um, as we call it, the Saturday morning sessions for the kids, that's something that's a real sort of cornerstone of the club, as it is, I'm sure, in most GEA clubs or in every GEA club. Um, and going back to, say, the 90s when that started, which is a long time ago now, I suppose, um, the, the nursery wouldn't have existed, you know, up until maybe 93, 94, 95. And funny enough, we were only doing an exercise recently where I was looking back and talking to the people that were initially involved. And our first nursery had five kids in it. So it was just a couple of volunteers um, and five kids of various ages, boys and girls. Um, so we're probably a long way. Uh, we've come a long way since then. At the moment, I think there's would there be maybe five or 600 kids in the nursery across the, the three ages for boys and girls? And um, so it's grown hugely. But I guess with that growth comes challenges in terms of capacity and trying to get enough people and volunteers to to try and, and make sure that all of those kids are supported and, and and coached to the highest standard that we possibly can be interesting to see where those five kids are now have they grown up to be uh <laughs> donald burke and all these players uh that, that that'll be a project maybe for for the future to see to see where they've gotten to um, yeah yeah <laughs> um the, I mean, we mentioned already the uh, the ladies footballers got to the uh, senior one final last year. Camogie, obviously, this year. 
the hurling uh, the hurlers have been in the senior one final obviously last year and this year again footballers this year so that shows what you're doing at senior level or at the club is working at senior level you're getting the county finals um but I guess senior success, I know senior success isn't the be-all and end-all. It's not the most important thing. There's a lot more to the club than just than just that. But I, I guess it does inspire the younger generations. And I was here at the weekend after the county final. And obviously, we lost the county final. But there was players out here uh, for a good half an hour after the game signing autographs and taking pictures with uh, Nafina supporters. So I guess being in the county final and being successful at county final level and getting to county finals and getting to the last stage of the championships is important in terms of inspiring young kids to try and be like you and to try and be like the, the Donald Burks and, and, and the girls in the Camogie and the ladies football as well to try and, and be like them, I guess. And that's what the last few years have shown for Nafina that you're, that you're getting to those levels and trying to inspire those kids. Yeah, and I suppose um, that that's a, that's a really nice way of putting it, and, and it goes back to that sort of building the connections between the 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 adult and the juvenile sections in the club. In that that sort of that roadmap for the kids is so important that they, that they see and, and aspire to to want to sort of t to to go along that sort of journey themselves. And I think it's it's it was a huge disappointment for the club on Saturday or on Sunday after the football, as it was for the girls a couple of weeks ago, as it was for, for previous, um, previous losses, you know, and that sort of, that sense of like my own kids ran onto the pitch after, after the match. And I was obviously bitterly disappointed, but you know, that they, they sort of, they quickly sort of threw a little smile onto, onto my face and um, for even a few minutes there. And, you know, a lot of the kids that were coming on as well to the, to the lads were, were sort of having the same effect too. So, Look, it would be silly to say that that at, at adult level that we're not aspiring to win the win the big prizes, and we definitely are. I think the last time the the club won a senior football championship in two thousand and one was the last one, and um, they won three in a row in 2001. And that sort of time period really coincided with a, a big bump in the nursery numbers as well. So that that sort of that shop window or that sense of success and, and achievement really helped to galvanize the whole the whole club and create a little bit of momentum as well so um it's something that we're we're constantly trying to trying to generate as well um and look maybe maybe one of these days we'll win and from our point of view we're really hoping that's sunday in the senior hurling final absolutely um you've already mentioned the ladies football and the camogie tell us about the work that's gone in across the four codes across hurling uh, football but ladies football and camogie in particular in terms of improving those over the past few years as well well i think um if you go back to the nursery again so the the, the split in terms of boys and girls in, in our own nursery is is slightly more towards the girls so there's slightly more than 50 percent of the kids currently playing and um, juvenile uh, nursery um, games in the club are, are actually girls which is which is absolutely fantastic and um, there's almost parity now all the way up to the juvenile section in terms of numbers of teams for the boys and the girls um, and even talking to our, our, our adult games chair earlier today he was telling me that we're likely to have four minor ladies um, football teams next year which is will be a first I think for the club so we're really I mean the, the, we don't really see it as investing extra time into the girls I think it's just the fact that we try and create the same same environment for both the boys and the girls and there's no preferential treatment given to either one um so that was being a huge i suppose fill up for the for the girls sections both sections and we're, we're we're seeing the benefits of that now in terms of the senior championships but 
a different way of gauging that success, I suppose, especially as the, as in the kids section is, is how many kids do we have participating? How many kids do we have staying in the club? You know, how, how well do we retain the kids um, up to adult level and beyond? That is sort of a key measure of success for us um, and it's something that we would hope that we're doing quite well um, and something that we'll look to continue. I drove past uh, Nafina the other day, uh, Niall, and it was buzzing outside the gate uh, at people, throngs of people at Bua, the coffee shop, which is just at the entrance to Nafina on Moby Road. It seems to be a, a kind of a hub uh, of, uh, of a focus of attention around the community there. Tell us about the kind of the stuff that happens outside of what we see on the pitch. We see the senior one teams playing in Parnell Park uh, on Dubs TV or on TG Car. And everybody knows about those teams and the teams that have qualified for county finals and semi-finals and that, and that kind of thing. But there's a lot, it seems to be a lot more going on at the club outside of that. So if you want to talk to us about that and the kind of work going on to, for the club to be the kind of focus of attention of the community. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess at the moment I'm, I'm obviously working um, for an Afina, but um, previous to that I worked for a Dublin GA for, for 14 or 15 years. Um, and I guess one of the things that I was lucky enough to be able to experience there was was get a sense of what was happening happening across multiple clubs, particularly around West Dublin. Um, and I think it's probably fair to say that pretty much every club uh, aspires to obviously do well on the playing pitches, but to build that sort of sense of sense of place, sense of family or whatever. So it's certainly not something that's unique to Nafina. And from our point of view, um I guess the fact that the senior the senior teams are doing quite well at the moment and we, there's other teams that, that are in championship finals. I know that the, the junior football has only only won their their final on Sunday there, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, but the, the other things that sort of go into making the club what it is, I, I guess, are absolutely monumentally important as well. So, I mean, even from a, a playing point of view, that there's there's teams for hopefully people at whatever level they want to participate at and a commitment they want to give. And um, we would have good representation across the, the ladies football, Hurling and Camogie. Um, and then we also have a really strong handball and rounder section in the club. So, you know, there's outlets there for anybody that that's sort of that that might be might be looking to play something, but not necessarily want to pick up a hurler or kick a football um in terms of Bua, i guess we'd be lost without Bua and now um, it's been there for a couple of years and uh, it's been an unbelievable uh, unbelievable focal point for people to sort of just go and, and crisscross with people from different sections of the club and people that obviously aren't in the club as well um to just you know go down have a chat and um, spend a bit of time in other people's company um, and get to sort of maybe organically learn a little bit more about what's going on outside of your own little group in the club and um, so there's literally you go in there on a Saturday morning you've got all the, the nursery kids looking for their their post nursery hot chocolate and gingerbread man you've got the moms and dads trying to juggle them and then maybe the grandparents and beyond there as well so there really is a great melting pot of people there um, all the time you know and particularly on those on those GEA days and the Saturday mornings and Saturday early afternoons are, are brilliant um, and then in the evening times in the clubs there's obviously uh, training going on the whole time but then there's other things going on that are sort of more in the social space or the cultural space like the there's Irish language classes for people of, of different levels there there's a Thursday evening music group that 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 um that play down there and, and lots of other things like that that don't necessarily um have anything to do with with kicking a football, you know, or, or swinging a hurl. Good stuff. And if anybody wants to get involved at, at, with the club, if you want to get involved in the in the music night or the, the Irish language co- courses or rounders or handball or whatever it might be, how do you go about doing that if you're a, 
a player or if you're a parent who wants to get their child involved or if, like I say if you want to get involved in other activities at the club as well how do they go about doing that Sure. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully people shouldn't have to look too far for information. We have a, a very active um, social media section that the website's always, always updated. And I guess, you know, the, the, just the, there's so much activity around the club. We're constantly looking for, for volunteers. So people sh- certainly shouldn't have to look too hard if they're looking to get involved. Um, it's hard to direct people to one centre point. But again, if you've got kids in nursery age, then the Saturday morning is the place to go. If you're looking to get involved in something sort of outside of, outside of the, the playing of the games, the, 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 the club facilities and the club bar um, are, are open pretty much uh, most nights of the week as well. So it's a case of really just having to, to maybe drop down or, or check out one of the one of the social media spaces to try and get that bit more information. But if we're doing our job well, you shouldn't have to look too hard. Good stuff. So clgnafina.com is the website. And of course, uh, check out the Nafina social media channels for updates as well. No, I, 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 think, I think Annette would want me to say clgnafina.ie. .ie, good stuff. Okay. Uh, thanks for that, Niall. And thank you very much for joining us today and the very best of luck, obviously, going forward with the club and uh, promoting the club in the area and it being the the, commu- the centre of a community as well, but also best of luck this weekend as well in the hurling final. Brilliant. Thanks a million, Derek. Okay, Noel Cooper there, the Nafina Director of Coaching and Player Development, chatting about the great work going on at Nafina over the last number of years to get to a point where they're challenging for uh, Senior 1 titles as they are this weekend in the Senior 1 hurling final and Nafina versus Kimball Croaks in the final on Sunday afternoon, half past two at Parnell Park. Joe, call it. Prediction time now. Who's going to win on Sunday? Oh, um. I don't know, Derek. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> and that's not me sitting on the fence. And I'll give you what I look. I'll give you my tuppence worth for you know for the ten euro bet that we probably have. But I, I just think if if I was part of either of these two clubs, and look, there are such proud clubs, hurling clubs, and football clubs in Dublin. I'd be so proud of the of the two groups of players having gotten where they came from last year, back to a county final again. The work that's been done at football and and, and hurling level in both clubs is 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 testament to the people that are involved in the clubs. Um, look, I suppose I'd love to see Nafina win a county final because I think for the the players that I've been involved with over the number of years from a Dublin capacity, I'd love to see them have a county medal. I'd love to see Rushman in a county county medal, but I just think Crokes, for me, have looked the most consistent team over the over the course of the games that I've seen, and I just think they they could shade it by a couple of points, but. It doesn't mean that, you know, and, and for, for both camps as well, like, you know, I'd be very fond of a lot of those lads and Crokes, like the lads who have really gone to war for me at, at different levels as well with, with both the teams. And it's hard to call one, but I just think Crokes might have a little bit. Um, but I'll, again, I'd happily be wrong come Sunday. And just a quick one, I mean, the, the, the weather forecast, obviously the weather's been pretty, pretty poor over the last few days. I'm just looking at it here. It actually doesn't look too bad for Sunday, but there's been talk a bit of rain on Sunday as well. Does that help either team with the weather conditions is there a desire that will either team be more hoping for rain or will, will both teams be looking for the rain to stay away in terms of helping the, their, their game plan Jeez, it was, the weather yesterday i suppose all around the country was horrendous you know you know a lot of talk a lot of classrooms yesterday about god moving uh, furniture upstairs or taking photographs <laughs> trying to keep kids quiet but um I, I don't know. I, look, I'd love to see both these teams on a dry sod because I think both of them have that youthful kind of exuberance to really go at the game, to have a quick, you know, really kind of a game that would light up Dublin hurling, to be honest. But look, the conditions 
being poor. I don't, I don't think so. I think it'll come down to that, what you talk about earlier on about leadership. You know, who can really go to that, that, that well and who can go to the dark place. And it could come down to that mistake in the, in the rain or, you know, and that's the hard thing. Like in 20, we lost a, a county final when I was a board to, to Kula and, you know, it was a couple, we were three or four points up at half time, and, and then I remember Sean came on, got a great goal. And so, like, it can happen in the blink of an eye. Like, these, these games are so pivotal and important to clubs, Derek. And, you know, it, it, it's just over so quick. And you just hope for a spectacle that, like, I suppose the criticism that's there at times about, that can be there at times about, about Dublin hurling, you'd, you'd hope that that can, like, nationally show on, on a national stage on Sunday about how good the club game has got. Um, and that's because of, I suppose, the, the capacity of, of, of how it's changed as well from a club point of view, how it's how they've gone and they've really looked at the structure and, and that's testament to the work that's going on behind the scenes too. Yeah, and a quick word for our groundsman, uh, Noel Brady is out on the pitch at the moment working hard to try and make sure that the uh, pitch is in good condition for this I, like you, I, think, I think what people forget sometimes, Derek, as well, is that you know, the, the girls that opened the gate on, on, on Sunday afternoon, you know, the work that Noel does, Charlie, what he used to be in, the, like the people that work in a capacity in, in Parnell Park at, at every level, you know, from from the ground up, it's 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 testament to them, and I suppose there, there's going to be questions asked of that side. I suppose over, especially if there's going to be three games on it. Um, but with the earlier game, with the senior two game as well, you know, but the work that goes on there is it's it's colossal in every capacity. So like it's credit to those people involved. Like you said, they're out there now when when there's nobody in Parallel Park making sure that it's it's going to be ready for the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. So the uh, senior one final uh, this Sunday afternoon at Parnell Park. It's half past two. Throw in. It's Chemical Croaks versus Nafina. Tickets are available on dubbingaa.ie. And if you can't make it to Parnell Park on Sunday, uh, the game will also be shown live on TG Car, so you can tune in uh, to watch it there. A quick look before we go, Joe, uh, to the Senior 2 final as well. You mentioned it there already. It's Whitehall Calm, Kill versus Fogs at a quarter past 12 on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, how do you see that one going? I know you were here for both semi-finals, so how do you see that one going on uh, Sunday? Yeah, it's an early start, isn't it, for a, for a county final as well. Um, look, I, I, I watched both games, I watched both semi-finals. I think the, the prize for, for both these teams, both these clubs, was to get back to Senior A again, and they, they both achieved that. Um, you know, for Whitehall, like a massively proud hurling club as well, and football club, to get back up to Senior A is, is, is huge. And the same goes for Fogs. Like, you look at that, I suppose, that list of honours in, in Dublin hurling and Fogs are up at the top. And, you know, as a club, as a group of people as well, they'll be they'll be delighted to be back in Senior A again. Now, it won't be easy for, for both teams going back up into Senior A um, because the standard is, it's a huge gulf in, in, in standard. But credit to both teams and credit to both managements. Uh, Johnny Greville is actually involved with Fogs. He's coming on board next year as well in a, in a capacity with Westmead with me too. I was impressed. I saw Fogs. I saw Conor O'Shea at six was very, very strong. Um, I was really impressed actually with the young the young wing back in McFay who marked Kieran Kilkenny the last like tigerish tough really in your face defender um, somebody I, I, you'd hope that would be looked at as well and um, Kieran Brennan Lee Moston you know Fergal Heaver were very good the last day I thought for Fogs but Whitehall I suppose for me what they were they were probably lucky in ways to get over the the, the Ballantyre game it was such a an amazing game at the end I think it was eight or nine minutes extra time and it was it was point for point and. You know, Whitehall have, have serious, serious, you know, pedigree there in, in their in their ranks. You know, O'Donnell obviously is Owen O'Donnell is, is the huge one. You know, Darrell Gray as well. And then you look and you've Cormac Costello at once at one end of the field as well. And you know, it, it's it's Paddy Spellis, he was outstanding on his freeze the last day of league and like they've got some seriously good players as well. So I think it's gonna be a tight one. I think the prize I think sorry, I think the prize they've already won, if that makes sense, by getting back to senior A. But when there's a cup on the line, you know, I'm sure both managements um Will be absolutely 
strong in the fact that bringing that club cup back to the club would be would be massive for both teams as well. So I think it's a tight encounter. Um, I suppose from a Fogs perspective, you'd love to see them with the youth that they have coming through push on as well. I just think Whitehall, you know, might have a little bit much, but I'd, I'd hope for a good game for the first one as well. Good stuff. Okay, so uh, Whitehall Conkill versus Fogs at quarter past twelve on Sunday afternoon. That's the Senior Two final. Tickets available on dubbinga.ie and the Senior One final. It's half past two. It's uh, Chemical Croaks versus Nafina. Again, tickets available on dubinga.ie. And if you can't make that game, it's also live on TG Car. Joe, thank you very much for joining us to look ahead to the games this weekend. Hope you enjoyed them this weekend as well. You're welcome, buddy.